pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. You're listening to the First Pick Podcast here with your boy Kevin Vinny Goombots coming at you with some more NFL free agency from 2020. Last week we did an episode covering what happened up and through Tuesday. So I think we're going to get into what happened since March 18th, which was last Wednesday, all up, all the way up into now and see what we come up with you know what i'm saying there's some really interesting things to talk about you have todd Gurley, nick Foles signed with the bears you have melvin gordon signing with the denver broncos you have emmanuel sanders choosing the saints over the green bay packers and the cowboys he he had a lot of options there and he wanted up taking the saints we'll dig into all of that stuff here today but episode 45 today we're recording this on march 23rd 2020 episode 45 of the first pick podcast you know the deal got to get to the spiel i'm your boy vinnie goombots you can follow me on twitter at v-i-n-n-y-g-o-o-m-b-o-t-s and if you want to follow the podcast and all of our social media content we are on facebook instagram and twitter at the first pick pod big kev tell them where they can find you tell them where they can listen and pop quiz who wore 45 all right. So first, you can find me at BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook, like Vince just said, at the First Pick Podcast. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and SoundCloud. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Please rate, review, and share. Please leave those reviews. We're going to continue in doing this. I hope you like it better with the new mics. I think it sounds better. I love it. I, I just like hearing myself back, knowing the quality's there. I hope you guys like it. Pop quiz number 45. We did this before we got on. Everybody's going to know the number 145. Michael, baseball Michael, after he came back, after taking a hiatus because his dad died and he promised him he would play baseball. Don't you think that's crazy how people remember Michael Jordan number forty five and that really wasn't his number? Right. Like he's that um I guess the magnitude of his game means that much that he could wear a number for just I, I, I don't did he only wear it one year? I think that was half it. a season, I think. Right, believe, right. Too. That was it. And then he got back to yeah, it. Yeah. Um so <laughs> they for him to wear a number for only that long and for it to be iconic enough that it sticks with him. Well, that's never happened in sports before. The best, the absolute best player, arguably one of the greatest athletes of all time ever stopped playing the game that he was better than everybody else at in a moment. Understandable. He promised his dad. He cried his eyes out after that third championship with the, everybody remembers he was hugging it on the floor, face down, all of that kind of stuff. And his dad, he said he promised his daddy play baseball. That's really what it came down to. And he was decent. He wasn't yeah. awful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't also wasn't playing major league baseball, mm-hmm. you know, but either way, it was just something that had never happened. And we've never seen that happen to a top athlete. I guess the next best thing would be Barry Sanders leaving in his 10th season. And he was, but you know, he's, he was loser for 10 years. Why wouldn't he leave? But go ahead, man. Um, This is episode 45 NFL off season. We're going to run through a few things that, that have, uh, has happened since our last recording. We love the NFL. We know you guys do too. So we think that off season stuff is always a great topic to talk about. 
NFL right now, Deion Jones, 45, Atlanta Falcons. He's the only one I can really think of I like that. off the top of my head. But uh, going through a list of, of people, um, I got some good ones for you, Kev. Uh, right now, current NBA player, uh, Tyler Zeller. He wears 45. Um, I got an old school one for you. Rudy Tom Janovich. I remember him as a coach. I don't yes. remember as a player, but in the, in the, in the 70s he wore uh 45. How about you remember Rick Smiths? Yes. Rick Smiths wore 45. Um Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. All right, I like that. Yeah. So coming so, into the future, okay. So we got a, or we into got the present. We got a few. This is my boy right here. A lot of deeper NBA fans will know him plays for the Detroit Pistons uh and I apologize beforehand, but Sekou Demoya uh, he plays for the Pistons. It was a guy I was watching in fantasy this year. He's a dude that um, I think is going to be a good player um, moving forward. He he also uh, wears 45. But it's not a lot of of people out there that I could think of. It seems like it's a, you know, I don't want to say a common number, but it's, uh, it, it, it seems like a common number, but it's uncommon, if that makes any sense. I agree. It's it's not one that a lot of people are going to wear. I think we passed most of those main numbers. You know, once we once we get up into like the 80s, you know, you'll start to see, you know, some more football, things like that going on. But in between right now, 40, the 50s, you're running to some linebackers, 60s and 70s. That's going to be rough out there, man. We'll see. <laughs> I got a few. I got a, I got a couple ones I wanted to throw out there. Rafe LaFrance. I remember him. Great shooter. He played. I, yes. I got this one. You'll remember, too. AC Green. AC Green. He was a he was a virgin all the way up through his uh through his pro career. Famously known for that other than anything else with basketball. He was is a good it, player though too. Is it that but isn't that a shame? Um, I don't think it's a shame. Everybody knows it, but I, I, I don't think it's a big deal. That's something you wanted to do, it's something you wanted to do. It's all right. Daryl Dawkins wore forty five uh, in nineteen eighty eight for the Utah Jazz. I'm not gonna sit here go through all of them. I'm just trying to look at the ones that I thought were uh were pretty good. Oh, Joel Prisbilla. Remember Joel? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a couple ones here, man, that yes. I thought I, just, I thought were worth mentioning, man. So, um, and then currently one more guy for NBA. Currently, Denzel Valentine wears 45 as well. You know, we try to do that for new listeners. Um, just kind of, you know. It's like our little thing that we've been doing. Yeah, you know? well, and it also allows you to dive into maybe a quick story like we did about Michael Jordan, how he stopped playing, you know, how he stopped playing basketball at the height of his game to go to a sport over, over a promise to his dad, something you can't really write in a book. So, you know, it allows you to tell a quick story. But let's get into it. Let's get into this free agency frenzy that we, that's been going on over the last week and a half. Speaking of free agents, last one. I got to do it for the Yankee fans out there. Garrett Cole. He wore 45 in Houston last year. I don't know if he's going to be wearing it in the pinstripes. Um, and uh, I got to give cheers to my boy, Zach Wheeler, former Met pitcher. Now he plays for the enemy. He used to wear 45 also. Garrett Cole, last time I saw him, he was getting cranked in spring training. But well, yeah, it's, it's early. He's it's probably, tuning up. It's probably because he lost his beard. That's probably why. Because <laughs> the Yankees make you shave their beard. And last one, last but not least, before we move forward. <laughs> That's the third time you said I did? Okay, well, this one's important, though. Literally. Uh, um, <coughs> now I feel bad. I feel bad going to something more, Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, morbid. But... Uh, R.I.P. Tyler Skaggs. Tyler Skaggs wore 45. Angels pitcher. So, that, he was the one where they found like cocaine in the system or something like that, right? Uh, um, It was some sort of drug. Drugs, yeah. I don't know if it was uh, cocaina, but it was, <laughs> it was drugs. But, Kev, 
Let's get to this NFL uh, free agency. We left off on Tuesday, and a lot has went down since then. Um, first and foremost, I think, I don't know if it's say it's the biggest one that, that started the week off, but Nick Foles being moved from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Bears in exchange for a fourth-round pick. How do you feel about that? I like it. I don't, you know, what are they going to do is go spend a million bucks. They're better off making their defense as good as they can make it. Keep a good running back in the backfield. Maybe getting themselves, uh, keep getting themselves another receiver, having Nick Foles and Mitch go at it. And then you go from there. I would have liked Like if I'm a Bears fan, I would have liked Cam Newton to come here and give us a spark. You bring fans in. I think he embodies what a bear can be. Um, he runs the ball. He always brings another dynamic to the game. But I have no problem with the signing of Nick Foles. I think it was a good choice by them. Do you think Nick Foles is a starter week one? Probably. Yeah. No. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I'm with you. I think so too. Um, you guys know uh, what I call that other guy, Mitch Bum. Mitch Bum. Yeah. So he could get better. You never know. <laughs> Come on, bro. Hey, Listen. I'm. I'm. I will never. I'm not comparing him to this guy, but it's always the story. Jerry Rice in his second season was awful. Stop he was it. just awful. Stop it. Oh, we I, ain't talk about you. Jerry. Never know. Rice. You, you you wouldn't have called him that in his second season, would you? You would have said he's a bum who's never going to make it. You would have called him. If Jerry you, Fried Rice. Right, right, right. If we were in that moment, you would have said that. And then next thing you know, he would have been the greatest receiver of all time. Right I'm now. not saying Mitch is doing that. I'm just saying it's always a possibility. There's always It's like having a puncher's chance for a player to come around and eventually be great. I'll tell you this. If Mitch Bum becomes some pariah, and starts playing football like Joe Montana, I will go to Chicago in the cold, and I'll stand out there with a Mitch Bum jersey like a Herb and wave it and be like, can you please sign, can you give me an autograph? <laughs> and I'll post it on every social media with a smile like my, with my Mitch Bum jersey if he becomes some good quarterback. Oh, oh, I, and like I said, I, I, I would I would not bet on that. Okay. <laughs> I that was not. my next question. But no, I would okay. not I would not bet on. It. I'm just saying I yeah. always give a guy a chance to get better. You never know what You're happens. You're nicer what than clicks. me, which we've established. Yeah, you never know. You which never is know. another great reason why you guys should be listening to the first pick podcast <laughs> cuz you got cranky mean guy Vince and you got nice optimistic guy Kev. And I well, let me go to this one. This was an underrated move I thought that the Titans and Broncos agreed to trade that sends defensive lineman Jarrell Casey to the to Denver in exchange for a seventh round pick I know that seems very small to you guys for those of you that don't know Jarrell Casey is a six-time well take that back five-time pro bowler very good defensive tackle he can control the line of scrimmage he's very good I just think it's a great signing by the Broncos I don't want to go in any kind of deep conversation just wanted to bring it up um Dante Fowler Jr. signs with the Falcons what do you feel about? How do you feel about that? I think he's a very good football player, man. I think it's going to be a good addition to a soft, soft defense. And they need they need somebody who brings toughness to them, who can help control the the line of scrimmage, can set the edge. He is a by 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 tradition, he is a defensive end, but he can play he can play in that tackle spot. He could do a lot of different things. You can move him around. I love that move, man. I love it. I I don't think he fit uh, good in in L.A. at all. Uh, it didn't it didn't seem. To me, it seemed like a move, you know, again, ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand these people are human. Going to Los Angeles, playing for the Rams who were in the Super Bowl the year prior, it just seemed like a move to me that, you know, what now, I'm, I'm confused. He was traded there from Jacksonville, am I correct? Who is this? Uh, Fowler. 
No, I don't think that was a trade. I don't. Pastor, no, he agrees to terms with the Falcons. He was already a free no, agent. No, I'm sorry. I'm t- I, no, I meant from Jacksonville to L.A. Was oh, he traded from Jacksonville to L.A.? That, that I, don't I don't know don't the remember. answer to. Well, I mean, listen, it's kind of weird for me. The guy, is, you know, a lot of times, like we said, you got to factor into the fact that these guys are human beings. He's from Florida. You know what I mean? He got drafted by Jacksonville. You know, he, I'm talking about he's born in Florida. He's from St. Saint Petersburg, Florida. He went to Florida. He's a Gator. And he went to high school, Lakewood High School in Florida. So it was kind of odd to me that, you know, he went out of his home state. I don't remember if he got traded or not. We'll have to look into that. However, going back to Atlanta, he ain't far from home. So you factor that in. Might not be the best fit, but hey, for him, maybe being close to his family, being back down south, that's where he wants to be. Um, like you said, though, for the Falcons, that's a great move to bring a guy I like that I think it on. is. They need something, especially uh, uh, they lost Vic Beasley also, so you're bringing in another defensive end to replace him. I think it's a very good move by them, and it looks like based off of what you just said, it's a good move for him that brings him closer to his family. Uh, wide receiver Seth Roberts agrees to terms with the Panthers. Uh, I just wanted to talk on that because Seth Roberts was a former Jet player. He's a great special teams dude. That's it. I just think he's a good uh, special teams weapon for the Panthers. I don't know uh, other than that if there's anything else to discuss about him. No, I have a couple good ones from the same position area going on here. So, one, the Chargers are getting it done. I don't care what anybody says. I'm glad you brought that up. They're keeping Tyrod Taylor, and they just signed Chris Harris. Chris Harris is a top echelon cornerback in this league. You can leave him by himself. That is that is the that is how you qualify a shutdown corner. Can I leave you for 60 minutes or for a large percentage of this game, maybe 80% of plays, you're by yourself. I can leave you. And that's what he does. But they also have another guy who does that. They have Casey Hayward, a guy I wish we kept, a guy who signed a multi-million dollar contract with them. The Chargers are going to be a problem, even with Tyrod Taylor. I think he's going to be just fine. With the playmakers that they have, they kept Hunter Henry. They 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 locked him up. You have Keenan Allen. You keep Austin Eckler. I think they add themselves a pounding running back in the draft if they don't sign themselves one here in free agency. Don't sleep on Justin Jackson. Oh, just, just, I, I forgot no, about Justin Jackson. Go sleep, ahead. I forgot about don't him. Don't sleep on Justin Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. This kid could play ball. I mean, he he came in well when Gordon was out. Eckler was definitely the you know the main guy, but we're going to see Justin Jackson emerge a little bit here because Austin Eckler's never held down the job by himself, and I can't disagree with Kev. Uh, I say that often uh, when we talked about it, and it's not to say that I don't. When I say I can't disagree with you, it's, again, just to establish that. I should just say I agree with you. I think the Chargers, this was a team that about two years ago, uh, a guy in our, in, our, in our big boy league bet me that the Chargers were going to go to the Super Bowl. Like that's what that was his bet, and I took his money because I didn't believe it. Um, but this has been a team that um, has been backed a lot by quote unquote sharp betters over the last two years because they see them coming around. And I think adding someone like him on defense, Chris Harris, is, is, is nothing but an upgrade. Their defense is going to be a problem. Let's, nasty. Let's also nasty. let's since we're sticking with that defense, and I, I want to just talk a little bit more about the Chargers. They also added defensive tackle Linval Joseph. 
<laughs> from the that's right i don't even have to look linval joseph is from the minnesota vikings he has a big boy it's a man that i've got to know over the last few years because i'm a packers fan and i and i i just know i see respect when it's there he's a very very large man who does his job very well and his job is just to clog clog up the middle of the field and make it miserable for you to try to run the football so just let's just think about that okay let's talk about that for a minute linval joseph two-year deal 17 mil he clogs up the middle right now you got Bosa coming off the edge. And now you got two corners that they're shut down corners. Casey Hayward, Chris Harris. What, where? Wait, 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 wait. We haven't mentioned Derwin James, all pro rookie from his rookie season. He was an all pro in his rookie season. Got hurt last year, came back with like seven, six, seven games left. Really didn't do much because they couldn't make it there. So he got back in time. They are going to be a massive issue. Issue. And I'm going to pay attention to their. Um, I, I want to see what their numbers are like for their over-under for wins on the season. I want to see what their odds are like to get to the AFC champion. I want to see a lot of things. I like, and I like Tyrod. Tyrod took those bills with no weapons, right? And they were an effective football team. And their defense was just starting to bloom yes. to where it is now. Because the Bills' defense, especially with their additions, is going to be top five. Would you oh, say? Hands down. Okay. I don't see why they would and lose that. And that was two years removed when and, they were and just, Josh Norman. When they were just on the incline. I think we're going to see something very similar to the Chargers. I like the moves that they're making, and I, I could see them doing, uh, mirroring that we're going to be a defensive team first, and we're going to pound the rock. And that's why I don't. I, I, I can also see them drafting a later running back, maybe a big boy to get them short yardages, because we know Eckler's a pass catcher. He's a, you know... I'd say uh, maybe a more a, a not downfield runner, but a side to side runner. Right. And then Justin Jackson, also not a big guy, little guy, but that boy got some speed. So maybe they add that big boy veteran or that you know third down. I need two yards of running back. Right. Uh, and maybe Justin Jackson could be that guy. Man. It could be too. Everywhere there, and just and I don't have the number in front of me, but I guarantee you, if you go look at it, Tyrod Taylor will be one of the best quarterbacks you have seen with quarterbacks over however many starts as far as turnovers. He I knew you were going to say he that. He does not turn no, over the football. He does not. No, he does. not. And I don't know what the number is, but go look it up. And you'll be like, oh, Kevin was right. If I can you tell don't you right turn now. over the football and you play good defense and run the ball, you'll be okay. And he's got guys who can get open. They don't need. They don't need help. Hunter Henry gets open by himself. Keenan Allen gets open by himself. I think if they could add one more weapon in the wide receiver core, that'll be a problem. Now they might do it through the draft, which is heavy at receiver. Yeah, you know, yeah, they might do it at the draft, which I, I wouldn't see why not. Uh, also, it's not going to be hard to get free agents to come over to Los Angeles. No. The only <laughs> problem, Kev, do you think of any think of any problems with the Los Angeles Chargers? Anthony Lynn. Okay, the head coach. Yeah, I. I can agree there. The thing is, though, I think with Tyrod Taylor being the quarterback and Anthony Lynn being a former running back himself, also former running backs coach, I know this because he used to be the Jets running backs coach, and he was on our teams when we were successful, I think he's going to be able to do just fine with Tyrod Taylor. I do agree that he might not be as experienced, getting better over the last few years, um, but that's not where I go. Do you have anything else you can think of? No. And the only thing I will say about Anthony Lynn, I don't think he was really – and now that I said it out loud and yeah. as you were talking, I was thinking, I don't think he was – I think Philip Rivers was the weakest link uh, yeah. as that TV show and then they cut that link off the chain. So, well, but I am – man, I'm thinking offense, defense, defense. I got defense, one ready defense for Defense looks good. I know you're going to hit me with it. I'm going to be like, oh, damn. But go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to make people wait. 
they're in the division with the Super Bowl <laughs> champions. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. The road is through Kansas City. You got to play those boys twice a year. They are bolstering up the defense for potentially one of the best offenses in football. So I can't wait to see that. And if, if um, you know, I'm the NFL uh, you better be putting them Chargers Chiefs games on primetime football. The Raiders ain't bums either. I'm just saying, and, and neither are the Denver Broncos. That I, whole division it's, is it's getting not, better. It's, it's all like it's not going to be a soft division to win. Like the Chiefs are going to be challenged. It's not. It, it, I oh man, now that I'm thinking, I can't wait. Chargers Chiefs. I think it's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And now the Chiefs are going to get weaker over time. Because now they're going to have to pay uh, Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's going to want some dough. Right. And Patrick Mahomes is going to get the $200 million. So that leaves less money in the cap for everything else. But he can be the difference. He can make up the difference. That's why he gets paid that much. And you, Russell Wilson gets paid 150 because he can make up the difference of a bad offensive line. That's the point. And here's my thing. Here's my thing. I love Patrick Mahomes. I like him a lot. I, got, I, I like the kid. You know what I mean? I got nothing, you know... I, I, lo- I like Patrick Mahomes. I like the player. I like the guy. Whatever. Uh, and, and shout out to him and, and them boys because they won me some Do-Re-Mi on the Super Bowl, which y'all know about if you follow the show. I had a futures bet on them. Did really well for the Super Bowl this year. Kevin, the kid comes from money, okay? And I know people. some people might fry me for this. Make a determination in your life. Do you want to be a winner or you want to just be a rich guy? I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to get paid, but this kid ain't like half of the league or like a guy like me or maybe one of you guys listening on your way to work right now. I don't know where you're listening to this right now because we're in the midst of a weird time in our country, but not everybody has to you know, not worry about money. He hasn't his entire life. Why do you need $200 million? You're fine, dog. Work out something in your contract. Maybe you could sign. Maybe I don't know the base the the, the baseball terms to football. Maybe you could sign a ten year deal in, in NFL. I don't know. Is there is there a, a limit to a seven year deal? In, in football? I, I think it I is. Think it's but, seven. Uh, but I think the pro like it's really about. You get where I'm going. I right? hear what you're saying. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, sign a seven year deal where you're getting paid your dough, but you're not hurting the team that much, so you can bring in. Better players. That's what Aaron Rodgers just did last year. They gave him. If you take more money in cash, yes, in a bonuses, it's less against your salary cap. Everything in the NFL is about lowering the salary cap, what you have to pay per year because you're in a cap sport. MLB, basketball, they earn that. They earn that outside of contract talks to get no salary caps and and no limits on great players. But I'm with you. But I can see him making Tom Brady choices. I, he looks like a I, he I think he could do something like that the, the stories i've read about him the things i and quick quick story there's a, a thing an article i read he went to a pizzeria in kansas city he went to eat nobody talked to him and his girlfriend the whole time fiance whatever they let him eat in peace right as he was leaving the pizzeria he turned to everybody and said thank you guys for letting me and my wife enjoy this meal in peace it was cool right that was nice nobody asked for pictures nobody asked for autographs when he left Guess what, Kev? The entire restaurant found out when he left, he paid the bill for everybody in the place. I did see it. I saw and He it on said, Twitter. this is why I love Kansas City. I personally think that that's a guy that plays his entire year in Kansas City. He won a Super Bowl within his first three years there. Part of it is, man, they, they still got to pay him, though. You know what I'm saying? The guy is on a 
rookie deal and he just won you a Super Bowl. A very close to year before, they wound up getting outplayed by the Patriots in that game. Also, a jump off sides kind of would have won that game for them. The game was kind of over. But even so... Or a fake flag. <laughs> or a fake flag, however you view that situation. But even so, the guy's going to have to get paid, but he can make it a little cheaper. He can work out things. He can continue to restructure. He could take more cash from the team to try to help them to make sure that they get the pieces they need to move forward. But... um. So you said you had one more thing you wanted to one add. One more thing I want to discuss. Uh, the thing, it's a theme that I notice. okay? It's my biggest thing I love about quarterbacks. Let them ride the pine for at least a year. I want you to think about all the quarterbacks that rode the pine for a year, at least a year. They all got hardware, dog. There's very few that come in and have it. With the and there's one that I'll name that you kind of would be like, wow, I, I forgot he started his rookie year and still got a ring, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. Right, but he also had one of the best defenses we've seen in a long time. Exactly, Tom, Tom Malu, Tom, Jerry, Jerry Porter, the whole team. no, of course, Tom Brady. Tom Brady rode the pine for years. Your boy Aaron Rodgers rode the pine for what three years? Three. Okay, uh, Drew Brees, he rode the pine for a year. And got hurt and moved around. Okay. Who else am I thinking, man? I mean, now now we got Mahomes. There's probably so many I'm missing out on, but that's my favorite thing. There's very It's very hard to have these guys come in and just have it. And some guys do. You know, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Some of these guys do. But they still ain't got no hardware. Uh, that's that's just a. I see. I I don't I don't let it go to the conversation of whether they won or lost. But most of the guys got there. Cam got there. Matt got there. I understand. They, oh, you know what I'm saying. But they, they haven't won. gotten over. Let me let me ask you this though. I don't think it would have got them over the hump. Okay. Is the, was there a year where Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in football? Multiple. Exactly. Was there a year where Drew Brees was the best quarterback in football? Multiple. How about Tom Brady? Yeah. How about Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. That is my point. That is the point I'm striving for, that there was a year where those guys were the best at that position. There has never been a year where Carson Wentz was the best at his position. I would. The only thing I would say is injury stopped that. Like Carson, I used him for example, but he was I an could, MVP candidate. Okay, Cam Newton was was. You could have really considered him the best quarterback in fifteen. I think when they made it between the rushing touchdowns, like he did it differently, but he was still the man. Yeah, yeah. No, I and I'm not. Listen, Eagles fans don't get mad. I love <laughs> I love Carson Wentz. I I think he's a great quarterback. I'm excited for him this year because last year he burned me in fantasy, but I ain't gonna get there. But. I'm just I'm using them because they're the latest latest example I have of a team winning the Super Bowl where I feel as though the quarterback wasn't the the best thing on their team because if you go back to the Patriots when they won yeah their defense was good but you had Brady um, where else can we go after, before that who who won the Super Bowl before the Patriots uh, like like you mean who was like dominating the league before they came along Russell Wilson is a guy that we could he's the exception yes because he started his rookie year but he also had the defense but now he's also 
he was the guy when they got back there. You yes. know what I'm saying? He was the guy, and also they forgot to give the ball Marsh, give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. But that's a whole other conversation. And in most recent years, uh, uh, Peyton Manning was obviously at the end of his career, and we know he won that Super Bowl on the back of the Broncos defense. And he was bum juice when he first came in too. Exactly, like that but, but he did start his first year though. I remember that. So I'm trying to stick to that. But that's just my thing, man. Like, I love quarterbacks that. Ride You're not the wrong. I, I if I had one. I would prefer that. Yeah, I would prefer. And that's what I wanted for Sam Darnold as a right. Jet fan. Right. I wanted. I'm not talking about four or five games, and then he comes in. No, I want him on the pine. Fifteen games. You want to play the last game of the season because we made the playoffs already, or we're clearly out of it, and you want to start the last three games of the season so we could see. I'm cool with that. I don't like the rookie quarterback starting right out the gate unless they're a pariah at their position. And Patrick Mahomes was, and he still rode the pine. Right. And he was different, and they knew he was different from the time that he came in. It's also why Andy Reid sold sold his mortgage, he sold his wife and his children to get him, uh, <laughs> I think at 14, he sold everything he could to get that kid early in that draft. But let's move on to another. This That whole con- I love that, by the way, Vince. I thought that I enjoyed that conversation. But um, let's go into the next D-back I wanted to talk about. Malcolm Jenkins agrees to terms with the Saints on a four-year deal worth up to $35 million at $16 million guaranteed. I love this. He will be the difference for them in the NFC. He will be the difference. I think he's a leader. I think this is massive. Sean Payton came out and said, he's like, that is, he's like, Malcolm Jenkins is my biggest mistake from my career. He's like, it was, he's like, I, I, he's like, I, I don't know why we didn't make the decision at the time. I read the article after he was signed. I love this. And I also love the article that uh, Malcolm Jenkins did for the Players Tribune. And he's like, Philadelphia. Can we still be friends with a question mark? And I bet you all of them like bleep you, eat crap. You know what I'm saying? You know how the Philadelphia fans are, man. They don't, they're not forgiving into anybody unless they're wearing their colors and bleeding green. But how do you feel? I think this is a wonderful, great, great move for the Saints. Uh, do you know why Sean Payton said that it was the biggest mistake of his career? I don't know because he let him go. You know he was drafted by the Saints. Oh, oh yes, I know. Yeah. That's what I know. I knew yeah. that part. But as far as why, why not resign him? Is more to quite like why not pay the guy? What what, what were you? Where were you at? What, who did you keep instead of letting him go? I, I I didn't understand. I didn't understand the move then. I don't understand it now. But he helped the Eagles get theirs. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, you're bringing back a guy that won two Super Bowls, one with your organization and one with another one. I'm with it. I think this is a great move for them. Um, you, pop quiz. Yo, what school you go to? Whoo, that is a good one. It's Malcolm a, it's, it's Jenkins. An e- it's an easy one because it's a big school. Oh, Ohio State. I forgot. My man. It took me a second. Gotcha. I had to burn through. Yeah, so I think it's a big move. You're bringing a veteran back. You're bringing a leader back, and he's going back to you know the team that originally drafted him. Everybody's still – not say everybody. The coach that drafted him is still there. You know what I mean? And this team definitely needs help on defense. I like the move. So let me – I'm going to match these two together. Mm-hmm. Desmond Trufant signed by the Lions, two years, $21 million. A very good corner coming from Atlanta. But then also the Lions and Eagles agree to terms on a trade that sends Darius Slay to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a third and, fourth and a fifth round pick in 2020. Slay and the Eagles reach an agreement. 
on a three-year deal worth $50 million with $30 million guaranteed. Now, these are I just put them together because they're interchangeable. Desmond Trufant comes to, to Detroit, Detroit to replace him, and then Slay goes to the Eagles. I love both moves. Me too. Yeah. I mean, Detroit, they're not going to have the same caliber corner that they did with Trufant. He ain't bad, though. I'll tell you that. Like, you know what I mean? But you, you, it's a slight downgrade, and then the Eagles get a very good cornerback we're gonna see how good he can be because it's gonna be a different scheme you know sometimes when you bring guys that played there's a whole big hoopla going on right now that he plays a different defense and he's not really left alone like that he's not a guy you could leave on an island uh we're gonna find out in philly because they're gonna play man to man and they're gonna leave him alone and he's gonna have to cover amari cooper twice a year he's gonna have to uh cover terry mclaurin twice a year and he's going to have to cover the boy that me and you think is going to be the number one receiver for the New York Giants, and that's Darius Slayton. He's going to be the man. I think the the Giants are just going to be good. We'll save that one for another. Oh, I, I, no I, I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC East. Oh, no way. I just think they have done a very, very good job. That's the only thing I'll say because we had a listener yeah. uh, reach out to us in our Instagram, and I talked with him about it. He's a Giants fan, and I, I, I just think they've done a good job as a team. But – there's who was that listener? Jordan Mondello. Oh, your boy. Okay, yeah, my yes, boy. Yeah, yes. I didn't know Jordan was a, Gi- a Giants fan. Huge. Okay. Huge massive. I'm sorry Giants to hear that. <laughs> no, I got. Listen, I've been getting junk from Giants fans for 33 years. So, um, I'm sorry, Giant fans. Y'all, y'all don't. I'm not a guy that hates the Giants, but y'all be picking at me. So leave me alone. <laughs> Understood. Well, and you guys share the state. You share the stadium. It's always you guys are always going to be connected in some way or another. Yeah. Um. How about Eli Apple to the Raiders? Yeah, yeah. He's a third. He's I, I. I don't. I don't even see him as a second. I think he's a third. He's your slot guy. Yeah. He's a guy that gives you depth. If he's your fourth best corner, you have a really good corner squad. I'm with you. Your third or your fourth. Anthony Brown signs a deal with the Cowboys. Uh, three year deal fit. 15.5 mil. How do you feel about that? Um, I really don't have an opinion on that. Well, I don't. I don't even know who. I don't even know who Anthony Brown is, man. Uh, Anthony Brown re-signed with the Cowboys. I was I was drawing a blind. Did, is, is he originally from that team? Uh, I think he's going to step up this year. You know what I mean? He was the you know the guy next to the guy, as you would say, but on defense. Right. Um, so I like that move for them. Speaking of another guy that stuck with his team, Andrew Withworth agrees to terms with the Rams. Three-year deal worth 37.5 mil. He was the only good offensive lineman they had last year. Their, their offensive line kind of fell apart a little bit. I think that's a great signing for them, but they need to make sure they get the rest of that together. Todd Gurley wasn't the full issue that was going on there. Do you see – I mean, we're, we're, let's not we'll, – we'll talk about that more when we break down the whole Rams offense. What are they going to do with running back? Do you think that they got the guys there – like they let they just let Todd Gurley walk? Yeah. They ha- do you think they have the guys there already, or, or do you think they're going to bring in a young boy? Malcolm Brown was pretty good. I think they still bring in a young running back, but Malcolm Brown did a pretty good job. I had him as the backup to Todd Gurley all year, for the most part, until he winded up getting hurt. But when he was in there, I don't think they need a star running back. Uh, I don't think that's what the offense wants to be. He wants it Based on what they did last year, they want Jared Goff to be the star. I don't think that's a great idea, but... I, I, you know, Sean knows a whole lot more than I do there uh, over there in Los Angeles. So I'm not going to say much else to that. I just think they, I, I think they should have tried to give Gurley the ball more. Maybe they knew something we don't know, but they obviously thought he was done the way that they just gave him up. Um, I'm 
putting this there because he's a former Jet player, so I, I always have a little bit more insight on the Jet players, but uh, linebacker, offensive tackle, excuse me, linebacker, uh, offensive tackle Brandon Shell signs with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Brandon Shell from South Carolina, former um, 2016 fifth-round pick from my New York Jets. I'm not going to be crying over that move. Glad the dude got paid some bread. They, I just mentioned it because I know the guy. He's kind of just been an average lineman for me. Right. Um, there's a there's like four big names left that okay. I and that's really it. I want to talk like Manuel Sanders. We got Eric Ebron, Brady, Gurley, and Gordon. So five actually. What so, about what about Ha Ha Clint Dix? Uh, uh, so it's a decent pickup for them. I think he's but for the um, Cowboys. He, he's right. He's already he's being passed around. You know, he went from Green Bay, then he went to the Redskins. Uh, I I think the writing's on the wall for him. He might have maybe one or two more stops, and that might be it for him. So let's talk about the the big guy, Todd Gurley. One year deal, five mil. Down to the down to the what it, what it called down there? Uh, what Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, what I don't know. I thought the I dirty had, South. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, whatever. He's a dirty bird. That's for sure. Yeah, he's for sure. I remember that move that Jamal <laughs> Jamal Anderson used to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why we need YouTube. I'm doing the dirty bird right now. I'm doing the dirty bird. But um, I love the move. Hey man, went to, he from, he went to school in Georgia. He's going back home. I don't know what do you, you love it. Yeah. I I don't. Why? Go ahead. I just I I don't see that that's their problem. You know what what you know. I know that they're letting. So Freeman's walking. We know that, right? Is he a free agent? Yes. Okay. And we don't know where he's going to wind up. We don't know yet. Where do you think he fits? Where do you think he fits well? There's a lot of is places. He a start, is he a starting running back? Um, I don't know. They used him as one. You have to pass him the ball for him to be. Like, a great game for him would be 40 yards rushing and 60 yards receiving. That's what you want for him. So if that's the case, no, he's not a starting running back. I could see him going. Imagine him going to, like, Tampa. Oh, uh, Tampa, or if you saw him in New England, he would be wonderful as no, a New, New England England's running back. New England's got 43 running backs already. They I'm don't just even saying, he one. fits what they do well over there. But I like, and by the way, Atlanta will be one of the first teams in history, one, I think the first team in history, to have all first-round picks as starters. What, say, say, what do you mean by that? Like, everybody on their offense is a first-round pick. Wow. Everybody, with the addition of Todd Gurley. That's pretty cool. Yes. So I thought that was interesting. I got that on Twitter, and I forget who I got it from. I'm stealing it. I wish I would have screenshotted it. But Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's interesting. You know, they better do it because they got a tough division. You, you know. For sure. Um, stick it. I, listen, I'm not crazy about the move, but it's definitely an addition. And I hope Ty Gurley is okay. You know, I, I don't think he could sign with a team if he wasn't okay. What we're talking about injury-wise with his knee. Um, I want to see him do good. Uh, I feel like guys like that, uh, for me, two years ago, when Ty Gurley was at his peak, I had him on my fantasy team. He single-handedly won me a fantasy championship. So for guys like that, I hold in my heart a little bit, and I, you know, I hope they do good. So I got nothing but respect for the dude, and I wish him well. Um, and the offense is not their problem. Defense is their problem. So hopefully they get yeah. the defensive side of the ball fixed because the offense I thought was decent last I th- year. I didn't think they have a big problem there. And I'll be rooting for him this year, uh, especially being in the NFC. I got no beef with that. Although, if I am correct, this is 2020. I'm pretty sure. And I'm not actually. I'm, I know that the Jets play. Man, we, man, we can't get away from Brady. I just realized that 
We play that NFC South this year. I got to see Brady again, man. He's going to wind up cooking you. We'll see what whoa, happens. Whoa, oh, easy, oh, oh, I apologize. Take it He's decrepit. <laughs> Since we're talking about Tom, two years, $60 million to the Bucks. Officially. What are your, what are your thoughts? Um, whatever, man. Old people go to Florida. What else is new? <laughs> I think they're going to be really good, man. You, uh, listen, the, shout out to Todd. Not Todd Gurley. You know, shout out to our, our one of our listeners, Todd. His, his he, name is Todd Gurry, which is even it was wow. pretty funny. It's pretty yeah. close. <laughs> Thank, thanks for yeah. listening, Todd. Kev's putting your whole government on there. Sorry, yeah. no. <laughs> no, but anyway. Um, yo, shout out to him, man. I know he's, you know, that's a big move for y'all. And uh, the problem was your quarterback. I mean, the guy's throwing four picks a game. Your defense needs help. You know what I mean? And maybe they, they build through that through the draft. But it's not going to be hard to get players to, A, a beautiful location, Tampa Bay. B, a place that doesn't have any state tax. And C, to play with uh, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and a great coach in Bruce Arians. Good defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. They just that, need the players. And actually, all after Tom Brady signed, they were inundated with, with agents calling them for players that wanted to go there just to join his last hurrah trip, which means also defensive players. It was like eight to ten players that were the agents that had called Tampa Bay to yeah. try to get on that train. If they have the money... And they can add two D backs to a top three rush defense in the league, which Tampa Bay was. They were great at stopping the run. Stopping the run. Two D backs can can plug the hole in that ship, and there's going to be a problem in the NFC South. And I don't even think Tom needs to be great for this team to be good. He just needs to not be bad, and he ain't going to be bad. He's going at minimum. You're going to get an above average quarterback that takes care of himself. At 40, what is he, 57, 62? How old is Tom Brady? Um, he Se- is 72. 40, 41 or 42? 73. <laughs> um, I, I still think, though, the one thing I will say, though, about Tom, though, I think people are going to, like, I'm going to be looking at maybe his futures on touchdowns or things like that. I think he could probably, he'll, he'll get 30. Um, I think he'll get 30 pretty easily because he had no, he had no weapons there in, uh, in New England. So I, I think he's going to have a season that's going to leave people saying, wow. Because now he has all the weapons he needs. I'm going to give it till the end of the summer, till till the season starts, and then my my hatred for Brady's over with. <laughs> because I, I I don't have to hate him anymore. He's not in my division, and now I I could start to respect the guy. You know what I mean? He takes care of himself, um, and it seems like every I haven't seen a player that has anything bad to say about Brady, which is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Because I don't like the guy, or I didn't. Excuse me, I didn't like the guy. Uh, on the field because he played in New England, but it seems like there's... A, I haven't heard one player say anything bad about the dude. Do you want me to tell you what happened? He didn't request anything, anything special. You know, only thing he asked the team for after he signed the contract, can I have all the contact information to every player on the team? Yeah, he seems like that. He seems like... That's yo, he, like he didn't ask for nothing. I'm going to tell you Special, he didn't ask for control of the listen, offense. I just want to be able to call my teammates. I'm going to tell you all something. There's just one thing that, that listeners, you'll, you'll learn about me and... Uh, New listeners will learn about me. Old listeners should know. I got no shame. I tell you what it is. The only reason why I didn't like this dude is because he played on the Patriots. It was because <laughs> of his jersey. I had to. And I'm a diehard Jet fan. I had to not like this guy. There has not been one thing out there that makes me not like. Even my wife, she was looking at his like Instagram one day, and she told me, I'll never forget. She was like, I kind of like this dude. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I got divorce papers for you before you finish that <laughs> sentence. Now... I thought looking at his IG, you know, he's got he loves his teammates. The first thing he does is say, "Yo, let's get let's get Antonio Brown here." How could you hate this guy? Um, so my hatred for him is 
it's still going to be there a little bit because I've been scorned by this dude, but it's slowly uh, dissipating before the season starts. Um, where are we going next, Kev? Er- so, Eric Ebron? Eric Ebron, two-year deal to the Steelers for $12 million. I'm sour about this one because I was he was one of my prize free agents for Green Bay that I was hoping for. We need to replace the tight end. I'm sick of going to the old man well with Jimmy Graham. We already made the mistake of not keeping Jared Cook, which I was really mad with Mike McCarthy for. So was Aaron Rodgers. He even said, he's like, I don't know why we didn't keep. Like, they had great chemistry. And we saw what Jared Cook did when Drew Brees was playing, didn't we, last year? The dude helped me to a championship last year. I had him, I got him on two leagues at the end of the year. He was great. But I think Ebron is a great addition to this team. I think he's going to be great for. For Big Ben, I think he just fits into what they're doing, and I will absolutely have him on my fantasy squad. Why do you think the Colts let him go? They have other tight ends. I That's what I wanted to hear you say. Jack Doyle, and I think we're going to see somebody that, the, I, I don't know, that I, a lot of people don't know with about. With the weird name, go ahead. Mo Ali Cox. Yes. <laughs> and Kevin's being inappropriate. It's C-O-X, okay? Yes. And it's, it's, it's hyphenated, too. I think, well, actually, no, his first name is Mo. I don't know if it's, I don't, I know his name is Mo Ali Cox. I don't know if um, if his last name is Ali Cox or if it's just, if it's just uh, C-O-X. Right. But he's a big boy. Large. He's a red zone threat. And they've always had, I remember there was a point in the year where the Colts literally, like their number one receivers were Ebron Doyle and Mo Ali Cox. Right. So um, now you, you got Doyle. And you got Mo'Ali Cox. I think that that's that's all the Colts need. So they were willing to let Ebron go. And I agree with Kevin. I think it's a good move for the Steelers. You have a, a obvious threat at tight end for the first time in a while. They've been trying it with Vance McDonald, Jesse James. Um, but the they, I mean, the Steelers really haven't had a tight end in I don't know how long. It's been a while. So this could be a good target for Big Ben. Um, Agreed. I think it's a good move there. Next one I want to discuss is. Oh, here, speaking of Steelers, the Ravens and the Steelers agree to trade that sends defensive lineman Chris Worley, Wormley excuse me, and a 2021 seventh-round pick to Pittsburgh in exchange for a 2021 fifth-round pick. You know why I want to talk about it, Kev? Go ahead. This is one clear sign that everything's going crazy in 2020. The Ravens and the Steelers are making a trade, or have made a trade. You know, this is the first time they made a trade since, like, the 80s or the 70s or something like that uh, I would that would make sense to me like if I heard that I wouldn't be surprised these are two bitter rivals right <laughs> they don't even trade Gatorade bottles <laughs> so I know people are like who's this dude I don't I don't care if they trade if, if I would have saw Ravens trade towel boy to Steelers and a conditional 2031 <laughs> pick I would still be blown away it's like this is like the this is like the the Yankees and the Red Sox making a trade, right? Because I, I I remember watching Ray Lewis, James Harris, James Harrison games between Ravens and the Steelers. They are just nasty. They're hard hitting. Ryan Clark. I I just remember players Ed Reed all the way back. It is a nasty football game that is very very aggressive, very physical. It's one of the you best gotta, rivalries in sports. You you have to put your chin strap on because everybody's coming to kill you. If you if you could trade players in college basketball, it's like trading it's like Duke and UNC trade. Right. If you could trade in college football, it's Texas and Oklahoma trading. Uh, I already said it in baseball, and I know for the hockey ones out there that don't know, this is a big rivalry. Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, they're hated rivals. It's like them two teams trading. 
you don't do it. So that's all why I wanted to mention it. No problem. Next one you got, Kev. Emmanuel Sanders, two years, $16 million to the Saints. The Saints are making moves I wish we made. I wanted Emmanuel Sanders. He turned us down. He, the Cowboys, and the Packers had in offers to him, and he chose the Saints over us. What are your thoughts on that? Um, That's tough. That's where... We tried. That, but that's where I go, Kev, when I talk about, okay, you have two winning organizations. We know that already. You have two teams that won a Super Bowl within the last... When did you guys win? Uh, 2010. So a little bit over a decade, but fairly fairly relevant, I guess you would say. Um, you both have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Why, why choose one over the other? Maybe Emmanuel Sanders don't like the cold. I don't know if he's a, a nightlife kind of guy, but where would you rather be? Would you rather be in Green Bay, Wisconsin in November, December, or would you rather be in New Orleans playing in a dome, going down to Mardi Gras also? I think most players, like, you know, we always talk about how me and you might choose Green Bay. We wouldn't care. We got our family, things like that. I'm down with that, but I think the large percentage of players, large percentage of humans, if they had the choice between Wisconsin or New Orleans, get some fresh gumbo, some gator nuggets, People gonna go do that. Gator nuggets. Yo, yeah. gator nuggets are good, brother. Whoa, whoa, hold up. That's a real thing. Alligator chicken nuggets? Well, at, well, you can't call them chicken yeah. nuggets because it ain't chicken. But gator nuggets? You've yes. Had you've eaten a gator nugget yes. before? Where did you get that? It is tender at a restaurant. It wasn't in New Orleans, New Orleans though. But I forget where restaurant we were. I was with Lisa when we got them. I, I forget where we were. Gator nuggets. Phenomenal. Wow. Anyway, oh, tender. Juicy. I get, and I guess up there in in Wisconsin, you probably like chicken, you probably have like uh like you know I, I would I wouldn't say bison burgers because they're pretty much everywhere. I don't know if you ever had a bison burger, but absolutely they're really good. Yeah, like they're phenomenal. Um, but I, I don't know what the weird food up there besides eating. It's just cheddar cheese. I about to say eating cheese. Cheese, yeah. cheese is their thing. Cheese, beef, uh, that's what they're yeah. about up there, man. But I want to point this out: Emmanuel Sanders College. SMU, that's Southern Methodist University for those that don't know. And he also grew up in Belleville, Texas. I would have to assume that Belleville kind of borders the eastern region of Texas, which then entail borders Louisiana. Right. So for him, this may be, you know, this towards the end of his career. Maybe he's going wants to be closer to home. Maybe Mom Dukes is getting a little older. Pop Dukes, I don't know. Maybe his wife's from down there if he's of got course. a lady. Those are the things that I think of when you're trying to choose between two great teams, or maybe the Saints threw him a little bit more do re me. Great sure. move for Emmanuel Sanders, a phenomenal move for the Saints. You now have arguably, what, top three, top five wide receiver in in Michael Thomas, and where would you rate Emmanuel Sanders? I, I mean, I, I'd put him top. 15 top nah uh, between, I would say he's in the 20s now oh I would say yeah okay between 15 to 20 or between 15 to 25 I would go 20 to 30 Ooh, okay yeah there's there's more players I'm gonna I, I can name 20 players I want over I can name 20 receivers I would take over Emmanuel Sanders Okay. Because you because think about it, your names. Once you get past fifteen, what are you you considering? Kenny Galladay. You're you're considering yeah. Stephon Diggs. You know some of the guys right there, right in between ten and fifteen, all the way all the way out. I don't know, man. I like, uh, you know, there's a probably there's a probably at least twenty guys I would take over over Manuel. I I um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Okay. But he is a Super Bowl champion. I think that's another thing too. Oh, I, don't don't get me wrong. If he like, I wanted him in Green Bay. Yeah, trust me. Like, like I, no play, but I I don't like he's. I don't think he's number one guy. I can't say. No, that. I got you, but or, now, he don't have to be right now. Uh, he is. He is the, the perfect guy. phrase 
for the biggest boss. He is what? The guy next to the guy. Can you break that down for new listeners? So when I play in fantasy, my point, I'm a running backs guy. So almost any draft, I'm taking three running backs right away off the top. So when I, that means I'm going to have weaker receivers. So when I come to get my first receiver, I'm looking for if now you, you're in some wonky leagues where somebody will leave you a true number one. But most leagues I play in that don't happen. So I'm looking for guys next to number one receivers. So if you're in, so if you're in the Houston Texans when they used to have Hopkins, then you probably look for a Will Filler, but he's hurt, so maybe you don't keep that guy around, right? So or last year, the number one, I had, I, I had the number one guy next to the guy in two leagues, which was Chris Godwin. So I had he was the he was a top three. Uh, NFL receiver last mm. year statistically and fantasy wise so uh, those are guys I'm always looking for for fantasy the guy next to the guy it implies a number two wide receiver on most teams yep. so think about what and again this has to be can't just be a regular number two there has to be a really good receiver at number one and then the tail be the guy next to the guy right um, also like Kev says you know we we for, for new listeners that are just coming aboard us, right now we're just kind of chopping up what's going on in NFL offseason and kind of, you know, playing pretend or what we might see fit. Um, but we talk about a lot here. We talk about fantasy. We talk about betting. And those are things that you can put into your prop bets categories because his numbers might be skewed. And I'm saying his, Emmanuel Sanders, might be skewed because he is the guy next to the guy. And you might see that a lot when you got a guy like Calvin Ridley the guy next to the guy right when you got a guy like let's just say who i'm drawing a blank kev oh so what about jarvis jarvis landry okay that's a good one because i think he had a great season last year and he got it because odell was there everybody will say odell had a down year all that other stuff jarvis landry played that well because the rest of the nfl even though he didn't play as well they had to pay attention they made sure it happened most of the time Mm -hmm. uh he wasn't that hurt he wasn't loud and boisterous so I think Jarvis Landry would be, he directly benefited from God next to the guy. I'm drawing a blank. Help me out. I'm trying not to do the Google. What's my man's name that plays for the Cowboys next to Amari Cooper? Oh, yes. Oh, man. Why am I drawing a blank? Number 11. Name? So I had him all, um, yes. Gallant, not Gallant. Um, Galloway. <laughs> Galloway. No, no. We're wrong. What? We're wrong. Michael Gallup. Yes. Yes. Finally. Yeah. Yes. So he's another one, guy next to the guy. Those are the things you want to look at, and uh, I think you could use them for great prop plays, not only just for fantasy wide receiver stuff, too. So one more, man. I think One that's more all big I'm... name. Go ahead. And uh, what did I tell you about this one, Kev? I'm I'm, I'm going to go on, and then you get in there. Um, go, ahead, go ahead. You said you didn't like it. You hated it. But go ahead. Running back, Melvin Gordon to the Denver Broncos, two-year deal worth 16 mil, 13.5 guaranteed. Buffoonery. Okay. Buffoonery. They need help elsewhere. You're going into. Let me. I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question. Who's the number one receiver in Denver? Cortland Sutton. Okay. Who's number two? We don't know yet. Oh, give me another receiver on the team. Um, man, the mm-hmm. small guy. I got it. I know exactly what his name is. I guess Noah Fant would be that guy now. Yeah, that's a tight end. Deshaun Hamilton. He's still gonna be the second receiver. Deshaun. Deshaun. Deshaun Hamilton. Yes. Okay, that you're going into a football season with Deshaun Hamilton as your number two wide receiver. There's a draft; they have a plan. Well, a receiver heavy draft where you know where, you, where we talked about a few of the guys that that had really really good um, uh, combines. You know, with, with Jefferson from LSU, and then you also had um, oh man, now I'm blanking Alabama the third. 
doesn't matter. But receiver, he had the fa- he had the he had the fastest forty time receiver. But there's gonna be some really good receivers coming out. Maybe that's where their minds at. I don't know. For me, I guess I'm not crazy about rookie wide receivers. I look at them differently, so that may hinder what my decision is here, though. I just think the Broncos got other places to address problems. And Philip Lindsay, I'm while although I might not be as crazy about him as other people are, whether it comes to fantasy or just you know the regular running back for football. There's another dude there, too, and Royce Freeman. And I think those two guys together, maybe, obviously, you know, John Elway didn't think those guys were getting it done. But for me, uh, I'm just glad I'm not a Broncos fan in this indication. Granted, uh, if I was a Broncos fan, I would have at least saw a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I just think they could have spent money elsewhere. Um, Is Melvin Gordon a great running back? Absolutely. But now what? Unless you got a plan to move Royce Freeman or Phillip Lindsey, maybe you're getting a back uh, a receiver in exchange or adding another piece elsewhere, then I agree with it. But what are you going to do with Phillip Lindsey and, and, and Royce Freeman now? I mean, are, are they just irrelevant? Because as a fantasy football player, I want nothing to do with that backfield. I agree. I think Royce Freeman is the guy who will, who will be at the loss, and I think Melvin Gordon becomes the clear number one running back there. I just think that's the case. Now, what they do with that – I would not be afraid to take Melvin Gordon as my, like I told you, I like to draft running backs. I wouldn't be afraid to take him as my third running back. Now, I don't think he'll make it to that, but I will not take him in my top two. That's for sure. He won't be on my top two running back on my list as my flex guy, maybe. I, I um, Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence there because of the fact that I, I don't know what's going to happen with Lindsey and Royce Freeman unless one of them gets moved. You know, listen, ladies and gentlemen, almost every team has a two-running-back system. It's very rare that there's just one guy. It's very rare. Well, think about how many teams there are. There's just one dude. I think the, the one that sticks out to me right away is Zeke. He's right. just that talented. There's And the guy behind him, Tony Powell, is not bad either. He's good. But Zeke is 90% of, 95% of the carries. You know what I mean? Where you got and Panthers, Christian McCaffrey. And I think that happens more at the beginning of the season because it kind of seemed that way in Green Bay too. But Aaron Jones flatly just took over. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I feel like that was one of the best shares at the beginning. Jamal Williams was really in there getting it. I know. But he, yeah. At the end of the remember. year, that kind of fades. I think they when it starts getting down to the nitty-gritty, it's like, all right, you're the guy. This is who we're running with most of the time. But I feel like you get those shares in the first 10 games more than you get them in the last six or seven. When you said most of the time, I thought you were going with my boy, Raheem Mustard. <laughs> I was not. Raheem Mostert. We call him Raheem Mustard over here. I thought you was going with my man Raheem Mostert. Um, but he's another example where that running back committee was a pure mess. It was like a, you know, you just, it was like, a, think about like a crock pot and you're just throwing in a bunch of different yep. ingredients. That's what the, the you know, the, the 49ers were doing. And then when you taste it, you're like, wow, this tastes like chicken. Like, yeah, well, that's that's the main ingredient. That's Raheem Mozart. Right. So I could agree with what you're saying there. Um, but we'll, just to, you know, get on the, the, the fantasy aspect there, um, because of Drew Locke being the quarterback and because of the inexperience at wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, I think they're going to lean real heavy on Melvin Gordon. Um, and maybe we see a little bit more of Phillip Lindsay pass catching so you know I might recant my statement on saying I'm staying clearly out of that backfield I definitely love taking him as my third running back but like you said I don't think he gets there I'm looking at it like what do you do if you're let's say you 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 in your in your draft and fantasy draft you're towards the back end right uh, let's just say you're playing in a 12 team league you got the ninth pick 
your first pick, you take a running back, right? It comes back around to you. No, excuse me. Because right that. on the, you get that Scratch right on the other that. side. Let's go first. You're early. You're in, you're the fourth pick in a 12 team snake draft. Okay. You got your running back early. Let's say you get Saquon. He falls to four. Comes back around, and you're looking at Melvin Gordon on the way back. You don't take him in that spot. No. Okay. All right. I might. I'm. I. I'm not saying it's a clear cut yes for me. I just wanted to hear your thoughts. I just on like just thinking about what's going to be there in the second round. There's no way I'm taking. How about this? Corner. Let's say you bang another running back there, right? Bang! You hit somebody else. So maybe somebody else would have bet. I think in that spot. Imagine. How about this? Wow. This is a crazy scenario. Let's say you get maybe Saquon falls to four. You think he could fall to four if you're at the fourth pick? No. Okay. Yeah, because you got Zeke McCaffrey, and then Saquon's probably going to be right. Right, uh, maybe Alvin Kamara. You have some people who have allegiances. You never know. Would you take Alvin Kamara for? No. Who do you take it for? Right off the top of your head, Zeke's gone. McCaffrey's gone. Well, uh, then Alvin. Okay. Right. So you got Alvin Kamara. Will you take Lev Bell in the second round on the way back? Yeah. Boom! You take Lev Bell. I got a great scenario for you. You got four picks, so it's one, two, three. One, two, three. Back to you. Melvin Gordon sitting here. What do you do? And I already have those two. You already have yeah. Alvin Kamara. And Le- that is right there how you win games. I'll just think, I'm just thinking, like, imagine That's that, my third running back, right? That, that, that yeah, fits imagine right that into scenario. what I've been thinking. Imagine yes. that scenario. That would be wild. Because there are going to be some guys that are undervalued because they had a tough year. There's going to be it's going to be a lot of changes, man. I can't wait to find out. And that, that's really it for free agency, man. I like that scenario you gave me. I can't wait for fantasy football to come back, by the way, after that conversation. I can't wait, can't wait to get back into, into doing the fantasy frenzy. Um, get at us, ladies and gentlemen. If you hated something that we said, if you liked something we said, argue with us. Hit us up. Uh, leave a comment for us on our page. Hit us up in the DMs, whatever it is. But I'm Kevin at BiggestBoss76. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Rate, review, and share. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We love sports. We love talking about it. I don't know when we'll get it based on this coronavirus. I don't know when it'll come back, but we'll be ready. The first big podcast will be ready when it gets back. Where can they find you, Vinny Goombots, a.k.a. Vince? And where can they find us on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And if you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The First Pick Pod. Um, please follow us on our social media accounts. It's a great way to get in contact with us. Um, we're always in the direct messages, responding to listeners, um, suggestions, questions, whatever we're there for you guys. We do this for y'all, and we do this because we love it. And uh, we hope that everybody's staying safe right now with what's going on out there. And, uh, you know, you're binge-watching your Netflix or your Hulu or whatever. You want to clean the house a little bit? You want to do two-in-one? Put the first big pod on. Or you're working from home. Put the first yeah. big pod on while you're doing your typing up your work, doing whatever you do from at home. You're working out at home, working out in the garage, in the basement, in your bedroom. Pop some headphones in. First big podcast. We're here to take you away for however long this went. How we go? How long are we on here? Uh, we are at an hour and two minutes. We wow, went we went right to an hour. This is good, right? Right? Right at an hour. So we got we take you away for an hour to talk some NFL off season. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for making us your first pick podcast.